Welcome to Gone But Not with me, Luke Aldridge. On this podcast, I'll be speaking to a different person each episode about death, loss, grief and mental health. Whether we like it or not, we will all experience loss at some point in our life. So why is it still such a taboo subject? One of the aims of this pod is to get people talking and normalise grief. Grief comes in all kinds of shapes and sizes, from losing a parent or friend, a family pet that you adored, to the breakdown of a relationship, to the loss of your health or career. I'll be chatting to friends old and new about their experiences. This could be people 20 plus years in, or those that are still in their first year. Either way, we're all in the club. I hope that you enjoy these conversations and they help you normalise death, grief and loss a bit. Maybe it'll even start the conversation with you. Welcome to Gone But Not with me, Luke Aldridge. Thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Hope all's well with you and yours. Yeah, a new podcast that deals with loss, grief and mental health, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean the 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 point of this podcast really is to um is to is to try and get more people talking about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, that that we just don't talk about. Um and it's as simple as that really, just um trying to get the conversation out there. I'll be doing this by chatting to lovely people that I know and it'll be not just kind of losing you know loved ones or friends or whatever it could be um it could be pets it could be the breakdown of a relationship it could be um all sorts of bits and pieces because you know grief and loss comes in um lots of different ways as i'm sure you're aware i feel like uh i really should at this point give a big shout out to um Cariad Lloyd and Griefcast which are our big um you know influences on on this and and why I'm doing this really um if you haven't checked it out please do uh you can find it in all good pod based places um she's a, a a good kind of 4 years I think into into doing the show um and she lost her dad when she was 15 she's kind of 20 years plus into um into dealing with grief and and she uh yeah entertaining show she talks to some lovely lovely people um starts off with a lot of comedians and as the show goes on she talks to um a whole variety of of different people um from kind of counselors and therapists to actors and and comedians um so yeah do check that out if you haven't done already um, it's a big part of why I've started to do this pod. The plan is um, not to edit too much. That these uh, these these conversations are, are, you know, pretty much as they are. They might get sweary. It's not necessarily um, the intention, but at the same time, I'm not going to think too much about uh, about the language I use. Uh, it's pretty sort of grown up. Uh, material, and you would hope that someone that's listening to this doesn't mind the odd shit bum fuck bollocks. So, yes, so you have been warned that um, fruity language might might appear. Why, why me? Why am I doing this? Um, I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm not a, a you know qualified therapist or anything like that. Um, I think in some ways it's 
it's maybe better that it's that it's um just some you know some fat bloke who's who's uh who's had to go through some some stuff and i would never uh in a million years kind of claim that that what i've been through is um you know better or worse or whatever than than somebody else but it's something i've been dealing with for for many years i lost my dad nearly 18 years ago um and have uh you know that's been sort of a big part of my life ever since so yeah before we get onto that i'll give you a bit of an introduction to me really some of you listening will will be mates and you'll know me uh and no doubt sort of you know others of you listening will we will never have met and our paths will not have crossed so my name's Luke Aldridge. I'm I'm uh, 44. I'm a, a dad of of two, uh, lovely 16 year old daughter, lovely six year old son. Um, I've got two stepkids that are 14 and 12, just about to turn 13. Um, also lovely. Uh, on marriage number two, to lovely Becky, um, who's a primary school teacher. Uh, we live in Tring in Hertfordshire. And at the moment, I'm trying to be a writer, trying to be. Um, I was a musician for many, many years, um, and we'll talk about that in a, in a little while. Um, I was born in, in Harrow, northwest London, grew up there um, with uh, a lovely mum and lovely dad, um, two younger sisters, Gemma and Lucy. Very happy, very kind of normal childhood, kind of looking back on it as a grown-up. We probably didn't have all that much cash, but that's just kind of how you know how it is, I guess. Um, yes, Dad was a um, was well. Mum and Dad met at art college. Both um, Dad was an illustrator. Mum was a fine artist. And um, Dad went on to be a freelance Ill- illustrator, and he also um, worked in education for many, many years after um, us kiddies came along. Mum was a mum and a homemaker. Um, she worked in a bookshop for about ten years before retiring, and now is uh, very happy reading books, smoking fags, and making fabulous things like knitting and and quilts and that sort of stuff. Um, my big sort of interest up until about the age of fourteen, I was uh, fairly convinced I was going to be a movie prosthetics type person after. Um, a friend of my dad's uh, worked on Tarzan, The Legend of Greystoke, that film with Christopher Lambert and Ian Holm, on the, the makeup for that, the the uh, the ape makeup. Until I was about fourteen, I um and and then sort of music decided that's what I was going to do instead. I started um, playing trumpet at the age of seven with the lovely Jill Chenery at the primary school that I was at in Harrow. I started drum kit percussion lessons um, at the age of 11 and that kind of soon became the thing that I seemed to be a bit better at naturally. Joined the local music school, did GCC music, all that sort of stuff, um, went to music college, um, did a degree, did a postgrad at the Guildhall and kind of came out into the real world doing a combination of gigs and teaching. I kind of um, met, re-met um, my uh, high school sweetheart, I guess, um, and we got married in our mid twenties. I lost my dad when I was twenty-six. That was um, 
the uh, the 16th of December 2003 and I became a dad when I was um, 28 about about a year and a half later divorced well separated at 30 and kind of went through a very yeah very difficult very unhappy marriage um, really sort of not being able to deal with my dad's death until sort of much later and we after we'd split up that sort of thing so um yeah losing dad really kind of kind of hung about in a in a way that wasn't being dealt with i think for for a long time my dad was um a very kind of uh, big chunky stoic sort of chap he boarded the loft at my mum and dad's house kind of got terrible pains in his uh, in his neck kind of a, a, a few days after that um went to the gp oh trap nerve um take some uh neurofen and sort of sit it out was was what he was told to do six weeks later he um had a series of fits and was rushed into hospital he was um had his you know everything scanned and it turned out to be cancer of everything from his brain all the way down to um down to his toes um primary lung cancer he'd been a smoker for many years but given up about eight years before and that spread to yeah like everything kidneys and all the way up into his head he had tumors in on his brain and the biggest one of those was the thing that was making him fit he was given six months to live he he lasted four um and he died as i say that was kind of august when he was um diagnosed and then he 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 died just before christmas yeah uh obviously a very odd time um he was uh sort of taken from uh Northwick park up to um queen square um specialist neurology hospital um he had surgery up there to have one of the um tumors removed um he was never quite the same after that really he had a big part of his um skull removed uh you know so they went in through the back of his head basically and yeah he was never quite the same after that he had uh radiotherapy he had treatment but obviously you know that was to to kind of slow stuff down rather than to uh for it to ever be a cure um he had lost his dad of exactly the same thing and i think um that must have been absolutely terrifying kind of knowing you know he'd essentially kind of gone through it already knowing um you know what what he had in store um what he had to look forward to yeah so that was um that was kind of my my first kind of big uh big loss i guess um and as i say it wasn't something i really sort of dealt with um i was trying to be uh strong um you know kind of um keep the family going all that sort of stuff not really dealing with it myself didn't have any support from my from my partner at the time and just like i said it's kind of after um after that marriage broke down it was something i was starting to to deal with on top of that in my mid-20s i um i i had a reaction to a to a, an infection i i had um sort of both my knees swelled up enormously and i i got uh arthritis as a result um sort of had a, a few weeks off work kind of not really able to walk very far and have dealt with arthritis ever since it's progressively got worse in various bits me my knees and my ankles um 
fingers I'm having issues in a shoulder at the moment and blah 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 um so at the age of 40 I I retired from music making essentially um I was sort of physically not really capable of of carrying it on um as well as the driving and the dragging you know lots of gear around it was causing me a lot of problems and causing a lot of pain so yes so I stopped doing that um about 4 years ago now we took on a pop-up cinema for a bit which was a lot of fun but couldn't make uh make it pay me managed to pay everyone else but but not myself and I was writing a lot at the time and my good lady wife Becky she kind of said to me right if you're going to do this you need to to do it properly why don't you look at doing an MA so in September 2019 I um I signed up, uh, I started a, a, an MA in screenwriting at the Met Film School in London, based at Ealing Studios, and did that from September through to the beginning of November 2020. Just, you know, the whole sort of lockdown period was spent with my head down writing, which was great, actually. I mean, not great, but it was, uh, I, I had something to do. I had a kind of a real focus. I was doing, essentially doing my master's project, writing a TV series. And I didn't have a musician's job to lose. Um, I, you know, I kind of really felt for all my musician mates that that were were struggling and sort of finding that they were just, you know, they suddenly didn't have an income. Um, so all, yeah, almost um, grateful that I didn't have that to think about. So um, kind of starting, you know, essentially giving up what I'd always done and and um, kind of starting up with a new. A new career is very odd, very, very strange. It's kind of, um, you know, music was always a massive part of who I was. And so that's been another thing to kind of consider, you know, sort of um, losing and grieving that part of my life. And, yeah, starting over again, it's just a bit weird, you know, sort of being being at college with a bunch of people in their early 20s, you know, when you're sort of double their age and essentially going out into the industry up against people that are yeah that are half your age very strange um so i started i started therapy at the beginning of this year 2021 just kind of feeling that i was i was sort of very up and down with um with my depression something i've i've dealt with for a long time and i just felt that it was about time that i gave it a go really just stop being a miserable bastard for for my family and and try to get a bit more of a handle on it i've really enjoyed uh i've really enjoyed kind of talking to to uh, my lovely therapy person gail i speak to her most weeks sort of um she's a, a mum so we we you know she tends to have school holidays off but the rest of the time I, I speak to her on a weekly basis it's um been really interesting i mean bits uh some of the stuff that i i, I want to get out of this podcast and talking to to friends is really just um you know what people have learned and um how they've gone about strategies you know tips stuff like that things that, that they've um they've found useful um one of the things that i've found really useful about about doing the uh, these therapy sessions is is kind of understanding that there's really kind of two halves of what makes me up there's very much a kind of a, a kiddie side that wants to play nerf guns and um you know and read comic books and all that sort of stuff 
and then there's a um sort of a darker um miserable grown-up side that um essentially is the is the problem most people have an inner child i seem to have an inner grown-up but that's been really interesting kind of trying to uh you know sort of seeing things from that point of view and i would encourage you know if you feel like you could do with uh you know therapy and even just a giving it a try for six weeks you give it a go you know i found it really useful it's not for everyone i'm sure and i'm sure it's very much uh reliant on who you talk to and that sort of uh you know just the the two of you getting on that relationship working but i found it really useful myself uh a sip of tea excuse me lovely so i was thinking about um about other people that that i've lost i mean my you know my dad is obviously sort of something that's huge and enormous and and is i other than losing a, a child god forbid i can't imagine you know anything apart from losing my mum which hopefully she'll you know she's got another kind of 30 years in there um i can't imagine sort of any anything else really impacting in the same way you know i've lost a, a a pair of grandparents um which was obviously very you know very sad but um they were both a, a you know a crazily old age my my grandma was in her late 80s um she'd been very ill from cancer for for a long time had kind of recovered and then you know relapsed she was quite potty um losing a hearing uh you know she had terrible cataracts and was was too old she just didn't want the um the operations um you know so uh both her physical and her mental health were were on the decline um my granddad was sharp as attack until grandma died and then he suddenly went very very downhill very suddenly he was in his early 90s and ended up in a care home um lived for another two and a half years i think it was very happily full of biscuits you know always having to to buy him um bigger trousers for the amount that he was eating good on him um lots of steam puddings that sort of stuff so but kind of the both of those uh you know grandma and granddad dying old and um you know that that's kind of how it should be really dad was 54 um and yeah i think that you know there's something that's very you know you you can kind of justify can't you an old person having you know having a good innings and and uh, signing off in their in their 80s or 90s that's how it should be really i think one of the saddest things with um with losing dad and um being a dad myself is you know just kind of knowing how uh how completely adored he'd have been as a granddad um as a grandpa barney how much he'd have loved being grandpa you know how much he'd have loved loved my kids and um and my nephew uh my stepkids and um yeah that that whole kind of period of his his life that he never got to do really is something that as kind of a third generation of of Aldridge men that basically we kind of me my dad and his dad we all look exactly the same I'm <laughs> I've got a kind of a countdown to to 54 um and trying to avoid cancer I mean I I've never smoked um and kind of have to hope that 
uh, Wi-Fi and and mobile phones don't don't take the place of of um, of smoking twenty a day. But um, yeah, assuming that I kind of get get into my uh, into my sixties, I, I hope that I get to do the grandpa thing. But yeah, he, he that's you know it's something that's really uh, that's really tough um, to just you know just kind of ponder ponder that and think about that and how how he as i say he missed kind of that that part and yeah that's really that's really tricky it's particularly as i've kind of got older and have realized that i missed out on my grandpa len um, dad's dad you know he he died um a couple of years before i was born and uh yeah so sort of having one set of grandparents and 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 not having dad's side of the family really very uh, very strange on reflection. Obviously, at the time, it's completely normal because you grow up with what you grow up with. Very small family, just us, us five, and one set of grandparents. But yes, that's something, something to uh, something that that's kind of been missed out on by him, him kind of you know di- dying so young at fifty four. I was also thinking today about um, knowing that I was going to going to record. Thinking about um, friends, I uh, friends and and also students i've um have lost a few people that um that that really you know were far too young far far too young to to have signed off i remember um a chap called ian reynolds he was a guy that i met through ealing youth orchestra he was a percussionist and we were in the same section he was a few years younger than me maybe kind of five or six years younger than me lovely lovely dude full of you know full of beans absolutely kind of um you know one of the most enthusiastic and and lovely human beings that that you're likely to meet he died i think he was 21 he's a cystic fibrosis sufferer and that was just such a shock you know he was uh i'd have been sort of mid you know mid to late 20s and it was just so so strange you know to have one of your contemporaries sign off so early uh yeah i remember the 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 service and the funeral and it just just being uh, you know, and the the kind of gathering in the pub afterwards just being so very strange. Um, you know, because you expect again, you kind of expect an older person, but someone who's who's actually younger than you. Very odd. And through teaching, I you know, um, a, a student of mine, uh, her name was Asha. She was a, um, a cystic fibrosis sufferer as well. She was um all the time i knew her kind of from the age of i think probably about sort of nine or ten she was wonderfully uh sarcastic and dry and she kind of gave back she kind of basically spent her whole life kind of you know having medical um you know sort of medical treatments and and uh all sorts of stuff going on you know sort of more needles and than you dare think about all that sort of stuff um again she was in her in her 20s when she died and that again was just kind of it was such a not a shock because she was you know she was ill she was ill for a long time and and it was a, a lifelong condition but it was just a you know just the shock of actually uh you know the reality of of her not being around anymore again very strange very kind of very strange funeral you know, seeing seeing her her mum and dad, uh, you know, honour and uh, and kind of send off their daughter. Terrible, terrible, terrible thing that that I hope I never have to do. 
a couple of friends as well, kind of people that um, that I liked very much, and and it was really kind of social media that that was the thing that that kept me in touch with them. A sax player I was at um, a music college with called Jody. She um, she was from up north, and she went back home when she'd finished. She was a head of music, ran a department with. Uh, joy and fun and enthusiasm and she was hysterical we used to have a real laugh on on facebook kind of uh you know actively in each other's lives uh you know as as much as a facebook interaction can be and um and she just suddenly wasn't there one day and she she died very suddenly her i remember her sister posting through her facebook um account that she'd kind of died, I think, kind of in her sleep, fairly, you know, fairly kind of unexpectedly, and and um, again, that's you know, so, so odd. She she was my age, and this would have been, I don't know, probably kind of five years ago, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, the the world is a sadder place without Jody. And it's it's funny, kind of you know, with with Facebook and stuff, you get people's birthdays pop up, and um, you know, with, with unless an account is physically closed, you know, you're actually sort of you know these these people that are no longer with us do actually sort of pop up, and uh, uh, or, or you know, in memories, uh, you know, Facebook memories, that sort of stuff. Someone else I was at music school with and um, and worked with, she was a, a head of music of mine. By the name of Keely, she um, she died uh, probably about five years ago now. Cancer um, had been ill for for quite a while. Was very up and down in terms of recovery, and was well and was not well. And um, Keely again, Keely was completely completely lovely, very funny on Facebook. You know, really sort of um, took her illness in her stride. Um, but the thing that that really kind of uh, stayed with me quietly i have to say i don't think i talked about this before was um that uh that keely left behind um pete her lovely husband but also um her son must have been maybe two i think when when she died um yeah i mean just kind of then putting that to my own kind of situation i mean i i have cried about, about keely more than once um just how horrendous a situation that is you know to for uh, a, a mum to die when a, a kid is is so young and and leaving leaving hubby to um to you know to essentially do the job of both parents of which he does brilliantly i i have to say um another teaching base one two lovely girls um that that i i taught one after the other at the same primary school and and then kind of privately into uh, secondary school i say girls you know one's now a, 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 a highly respected doctor and the other is a fantastic um dancing type person um out in india but you know i guess a part of you always sort of thinks of of uh, of pupils kind of you know the, the ex students that uh, at some point that you met them um, early on but yeah they they lost their dad very suddenly to a heart attack 
lovely, lovely, lovely man. Very warm, very funny. You know, we used to um, we used to have a laugh pretty much every time I I taught one of them. We'd see each other quite a lot, um, and yeah, he was a, a lovely guy. I don't know how old he would have he would have been on reflection. I I, I don't know, late forties, early fifties, possibly. I don't know, maybe younger. But that was, as I say, very sudden. I remember going to the funeral and um and it just you know I I very much kind of stayed on the periphery of it it was a very kind of lovely but tearful family affair and I didn't want to intrude but at the same time I wanted to pay my respects um to both him but also to to um Cita and Sonam and mum as well yeah so again just a, a terrible terrible shock and and um that's kind of stayed with me that that kind of thought of of um of those two girls sort of having to you know having to kind of then carry on with life with with dad gone so so young in both their lives and and his so yeah i mean it's a it's a pretty miserable introduction isn't it <laughs> dear oh dear uh so yeah losing dad losing my kind of physical health um losing my career and a bit of my sort of identity and then just sort of reflecting on on all those sort of um yeah i mean what what have i learned with with all of that i think there are a, a few things i mean i i don't think that um you know losing dad i don't think gets easier i think it becomes part of your life I still miss him terribly after nearly 18 years. I will still have moments of just having a cry because I miss him. And I think that part of that is because so many parts of my life he would have been involved in. Like when we took on the cinema, he'd have loved that. He'd have, you know, I'd have given him shifts, you know, he would have have been part of the kind of creative team and the tech team. He'd have uh, built props for it he'd have you know suggested films to do and all that kind of stuff i started getting tattoos kind of in my mid 30s he would have designed those for me i got into cosplay in uh, in in a way when i started doing lightsaber um lessons which was very cool I mean, it's not, it's the geekiest thing in the world, but uh, really, really good fun. But on, on top of that, you kind of, you know, it's quite easy to, to start dabbling in cosplay stuff. Again, it would have just been a case of, here, Dad, could you make some armour? Yeah, sure, no problem. And now that I'm uh, kind of concentrating really on, on comic book um, scripts, writing comic book scripts and um, submitting packs to publishers, he would be my first call as an illustrator. And um, the, the stuff that we would have done together would have been would have been great yeah it's tricky tricky to to i mean i'm not sure that i want to not miss him if you see what i mean uh, i've talked to um talked to my therapist about this you know is um do i want to get to a point where i don't feel sad about it do i want to get to a point where i don't cry no i don't think i do and i think it's just sort of absorbing that into being part of your life and sort of being okay with it rather than trying to fix it um something that i i did see i think it was a bbc 
uh, thing on I saw it on social media and it was kind of a very a very useful little uh, little bit of information that um, that m- might be useful for you if you've um, you know if you've not thought of it like this. It was very much that it kind of it it essentially kind of drew your grief as a as a shape, and then rather than trying to shrink that, it was more that life kind of grows around it so your grief doesn't change really it's just that everything else does um and that the you know maybe the percentage that it takes up within your bigger life becomes smaller it's not necessarily that your grief shrinks um maybe i haven't explained that particularly brilliantly but i thought that was really useful and made me think about it in a different way you can find details of of places to uh, to contact if you, if you feel like you need to talk to somebody on my website, which is um, thepuppabearchronicles dot com forward slash pod. Um, that's where you'll find information about the the podcasts and you know talk to your GP. They will um, point you in the direction of local services. And um, there's always, always, always the Samaritans, um, which you can call on double one six one two three. That's double one six one two three. Um, Twenty four hours a day, and it is of course free. Yeah. So I hope that this hasn't put you off too much, and I hope that uh, that you'll stick with us. My um, my next port of call is a chat with them. Um, with uh, my old friend Fiona Troon and also pod number three will be um, the lovely Nick Brown is going to be chatting to me as well so these are the kind of the first three uh, sort of guinea pig trial experimental kind of ones if you have any suggestions any feedback anything that you think um, we've missed or uh, goodness me something we've done particularly well uh, let us know. Drop us a line. Um, the Papa Bear Chronicles. dot com. You can drop me a, an email through there, and you can also find um, our social medias from uh, through the website. Uh, we're on Facebook and also on Instagram. So um, do get on there and um, say hello. Drop us a line. Get involved. And just before I go, I'd just like to thank. Um, a uh, clinical psychologist friend of mine um we had a chat last night just uh really kind of talking about various bits and pieces and and um and just to make sure that that the general kind of aims of this of this pod are um you know a good idea and not going to be causing too many problems it was really nice to to chat and I'm very grateful to her um I'm not going to name her just because um you know, I I don't want to kind of affiliate her um, needlessly to uh, to my ridiculous mumblings because she won't necessarily be monitoring all this and you know all that kind of stuff. But you know who you are, and I'm very grateful for for your time yesterday. So um, yeah, stay tuned. Subscribe, like, rate us. You know, leave a um, review if you'd like to. But um, hopefully, you'll stick around for pod number two with uh, my fr- my friend Fiona Troon. Thanks very much. Take care, be safe. Ta-da. This pod was recorded, edited and produced by me, Luke Aldridge, here at the Man Cave. Many thanks to Joe Auckland for the music, and it's been a Papa Bear Chronicles production. <laughs>